Welcome to Streets, Sports, and Success with your host, Simon and Maurice. Let's go. What's up, gang? Welcome to another episode of Streets, Sports, and Success with Simon and Maurice. And we're going to talk about the grind, the 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 glory of the outcome, but the non-glorious grind. And so I'm going to swing it over to Mo. Yes, 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 yes. No, so uh, before we before we started, I was chatting about um, the, the non-glorious grind. And uh, I want to I want to make a uh, a statement that I say that there's a there's a ton that can be learned from this. So uh, if you if you feel the need to press pause and and go back, I think it may be of great value to you. And I was thinking to myself, you know, having and, and you have multiple businesses, right? And you have multiple companies that does uh, that they do well for themselves. And I'm in the process right now of building another company. And uh, we were talking about things that are real to us and things that are important to us that that would add value to the listener. And I was saying to myself, man, I just don't really believe um, that even when I started this journey on the second part of building a new business, uh, I didn't remember in my hand how much fucking upfront work it took uh, before I could even get started within the industry, right? And I'll say this to anybody who's ever built anything, uh, a large commercial project and learning about mechanical systems and architecture and city plans and uh, people who have to deal with elevators and, uh, and HVAC systems and all of this stuff that I didn't anticipate going into this before I thought about having a business and having success and getting walls built out and so on and so forth. And so after going through the initial process or going through the initial process, I began to relearn things about myself in comfort zones that I had got out of, you know, so our comfort zones that I had got in that I didn't realize that I was in. And what I was doing was that uh, I was saying to myself, I said, man, you know, when you start something new, you have to constantly readjust yourself back to the rookie level. You feel I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. You have to constantly go back to when you're like, okay, you know, I've stepped out from high school, from the state champion, which the game that you win in. And I have to submit myself and, and, and bring humility to myself to basically pick something up off the ground. And with me um, working on uh, patience and things that I can't control, uh, be it with the city or be it with government, because when you first step into something and you're, and you're dreaming about business, you often think about um, business booming, customers coming in, services being provided, or the end result uh, and you're only thinking about that because those are the things that you can necessarily control but once you get involved in business and you pass responsibility off to the next person it's then on that person to have that same sense of urgency and unless you're paying that person a shit ton of money or you have a personal relationship there's a process that their that their business has to go through in order for it to manifest and so when you have six seven eight nine ten people who all have responsibilities to this project and they have their own lives, the timeline will not be as tight as you would like if you're not paying for influence. If that makes sense. You feel mm -hmm. where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. And so I don't have a shit ton of money just to throw around and pass around and skip the line with people. So you have to go through processes and procedures and that stuff works on your patience because you're not getting to that end result as fast as you may like. And so then you say to yourself like, man, well this is a big project and is this how big business goes, right? and you want something big, you understand that you have to have a big runway to take the plane off in order to lift this thing up. And all this stuff works on you, my man. You know what I'm saying? And you're, and you're doing that in conjunction with running everything else. And so you have to follow your own advice. You have to get back to the fundamentals of saying, okay, 
let me be humble. Let me work the process or let the process work it work itself out. Let me be more patient with people and let me strategize to do this thing a little bit different than what I'm doing now uh, to try to speed up the process. But what have you what what strategies have you used to um, keep yourself zoned in during the process that could be frustrating that is not happening faster, as fast as you like, you know, patience, so I, all of that stuff. So I, so I actually gained control of it, and I started to realize that I had to coach the people in the process. So having control or having a sense of what's going on uh, relieves my anxiety. Like, I get anxiety when I just don't know all the pieces of what's going on or where the ball is at or who has it. And so oftentimes with other people, they don't have an entrepreneurial mind or they don't have money that's put up that's not getting a, a return back on it. You know what I'm saying? So when you have no. money that you're putting out, you like, yo, I need some of this cash to start flowing back in so I can make a return on my investment. And so what I did is that I broke, I went down to my basement and I, I got everybody who was involved and I systematically put steps one through 10. What do they need to on do? On the board? On my board. On that board. Yeah, I know all about yeah, that board. I'm big with whiteboards. And so step one through I'm 10. come back to that in a minute. What do we need to do to bring this uh, this, this this service to market and what are your steps? And so I went through everybody on the email and since I'm paying you, I, I, I virtually have, uh, I'm, I'm buying a service off of you. So you, you are supposed to give me what I asked you for. So I said in a systematic fashion, give me your responsibilities in order to bring this thing to light. And so I took them to my basement and I listed all of them. And so I start putting dates to these people. So people who, who normally work outside of the entrepreneurial world, they work within time frames of, hey, I'll get this done in one to two weeks. No, motherfucker. It's either we're going to get it on done on Tuesday at 2 o'clock or next week, Monday at 5 o'clock. And so what I was able to do is that I was able to drive their behavior by making them give me commitments, right? Contractual commitments that basically drives their behavior to hit that date or we're going to penalize the inaccuracy of your basically your, your decision making. And so then I started to say, okay, who are you getting your products from? So when you tell me who you're sourcing these roofing units from, I need to call them because these are custom-made units. I need to call them and see if I can get something faster done, right? Or I need to call trust, or I need to call city official. I need to call economic development. I need to call these people to realize that there's money trying to be brought to this area and into this space, and this is what helps me to basically move the process along faster. So there's things from a strategy standpoint that just take work. And so I always tell myself that something right now is preparing you for the next moment. So I always ask myself, okay, where do you want to be? I literally believe in my head that I look at you guys like Cafaro, Cavelli. I look at some of our, our business magnets, the DeBartlows, the Moranskis. These guys have come from the same area we come from, have come from the same place, the same everything, but they've been able to make themselves massive, massively successful. And I believe I can be right in line with that pe with those people over a period of time. If over you just, time. Is, over is time. The key. Over if you time. make the right moves, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I say to myself, these people had to put up with this same shit. So who are you not to put up with this shit? This is the, the so who are you to not put up with this shit? Here's here's the here's the conversation that goes through your head when you're going through the process of greatness. This is bullshit. This is bullshit. Yeah. That that it's how you handle the conversation after you tell yourself this is bullshit. Yes. I shouldn't have to be dealing with this shit. I shouldn't have to be doing all of this shit. Yes. It, it's how you handle the conversation in your mind and how you move forward after that that's going to turn. Here's here's one of the things that I always do for myself during the process. So I remind I remind the people that are around me currently right now. So I just was doing the the, the thought in my head. 
when you were talking about the other businesses. The, the other businesses were created from mastering one business for a decade. You know, a lot of times people come in and they think, well, he has six businesses, so I need to go open up six businesses. I wouldn't recommend that. No. I, I, I would not recommend chasing six rabbits. No. I would recommend chasing one rabbit, one big-ass rabbit, and letting that one big-ass rabbit slowly help you to catch other rabbits. Mm. And so currently, you know, I'm working with five companies that, that, that were created that all produce well over six figures. And then one company that's well, well over multiple seven figures in the process of, of, of doing that every single one of them, every single one without fail has come with a part of that process where I'm like, this is bullshit up front, up front. Mm -hmm. You know, one, one of the companies that I was working with, I got a check uh, in the process building phase for $833 after I put in for the month, after I put in 25 hours of work on it for the month. And for me, 25 hours of work a lot of time. is a lot of freaking time to put mm -hmm. into something outside of my main deal and outside of my family. I mean, if I'm putting 25 just to, just hours to, into could, something, I got to get something big. Just, and just to clarify, so that, cause they may miss that. He's basically saying I could put that twenty five hours into something else that I know that I will get results off of a big return, and I and I've put that twenty five hours in elsewhere, knowing that there's a sacrifice and knowing I may not get what I'll get over here initially. Come on, but over a period of time, I just want to clarify that because sometimes things so can go that people that say same it. company will kick me out twenty thousand a month now, mm -hmm. average four hours a month it takes yeah. to run it. But, okay. So people see, man, I want 20 grand a month. You don't want to work for $833 though. And no. so, cause you know what that is? Bullshit. Yeah. That's bullshit. You, you driving back and forth from Columbus to Youngstown for a year and a half is bullshit. Okay. And, and so there's, there's all these parts of the process that, that comes before you that in order. And, and here's what I look at. Here's the other thing I was going to bring up. The part of the process that's 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 key in the journey is I feel like every step of the process that's hard is is the gate to that's just how you say, OK, DeBartlo, Moransky, all these other people, you know, they had to go through the same shit. This is what a lot of people don't understand. A lot of people don't understand that you can't be feeling bad for yourself during the process because the process is what it requires. That's the price tag to get into the game. Yes. And so to get into that game, like the people you're mentioning, that game, that process costs a whole lot more than getting into the other game. And so what happens is the every time you level up, there's more bullshit. Yeah. Okay? And, until you get to a point where people say, well, that's, I can't take no more shit, or I don't want to deal with no more shit in the process because you always have to deal with the shit up front before you get to glory in the end. And so people will see, uh, you know, uh, DeBartlo having the 49ers or, mm -hmm. or they'll see Kafaro owning all these malls or, or they'll, or they'll see Moransky with 90 any ants mm -hmm. or they'll see all these things. Panera breads with Cavelli. But, but you don't see 
is if we were to sit him down, you know, I, I bumped into this guy here in Pittsburgh that owns Fox's Pizza. It's pizza. Pizza's pizza, right? Fox's Pizza up on the Steelers uh, uh, scoreboard up there has, you know, their logo on, on the scoreboard. Major okay, and I met the OG, like the, the, he's in his 60s look like, you know, when I met him. But like the dude that started it all, not his kids, like him, Okay. And there's no disrespect because I think we, to, to, to get the handoff as a kid and be able to still take it, a lot of respect for that. Mm -hmm. But another level of respect for the cat that built the shit on his own yeah. from the ground up. Mm -hmm. and, and, and so when I met him, here's what I said to him. I shook his hand. I said, hey, nice to meet you. I want you to know that all the, all the hours that you had to put into this thing, all the people that hated on you, all the money you had to invest, all the lawsuits that you probably had to incur, all the people that hated on you, all the time that you had to sacrifice, all the money and time you had to give up up front in order to get to where you had to go. I want you to know that I get it and I respect it. And he looked at me completely different than he looked at anybody else in that place because that's called, that's I would call that, and I don't want to bring it about all only money because I'll give you another example. Game recognized game, that's, that's called the, the millionaire handshake, brother. Mm -hmm. that's, that's me giving him the secret code of, I know, oh, no. I know, I know. You don't get a free pass. Mm -hmm. He didn't get Fox's pizza because he had cool pepperoni. No. He, you get that, that from the grind, from the process of from dealing with bullshit. And you don't get a free pass, and I don't get a free pass, and he didn't get a free pass, and she don't get a free pass. And the listener, you don't get a free pass. No. And so whatever it is that you're looking at, you want a beach house in Florida, you want a lake house over here, you want a boat over here, you want the end result of what you see that's glorious, Price. you got to be able to do all the things that are non-glorious in order to get it. And so I met the guy from Urban Impact here, in, here in, in Pittsburgh. And so they have inspiring minds on steroids. Gotcha. I mean, it, it is the vision of what one day I would like to be a part of, of creating with others. It's unbelievable. Gotcha. And when I met the founder, I found out that he started this 25 years ago. Oh, wow. And around all of his workers, when I met him and his wife, I said, I want you to know that I know what it took for you to get this far with this program to serve so many people in the first five years, the first 10 years that you had to sacrifice and deal with a bunch of stuff that has not where you're at now. And, and so uh, here's the key that you have to understand. Anybody that has made it to that level, the level up is always going to come at a more expensive price. So the level up, the level up, every time you level up and you want to go to another level, it, you're going to lose people in the race. So we start out in 100, 100 people running in this race. All right, you want to make 100,000. All right, now there's only 10 of us in this race left out of the 100 people that started said they want to make 100,000. Because they don't want to do, they want to make 100,000, but they don't want to put the work in that it takes to make 100,000. Okay, so then we're running, we're running, we're running, we're running. Okay, now uh, there was 100 there was a hundred of us, and uh, now one of us is making 400,000, because only 1% of America makes 400,000. So there's 100 of us, so there's only one of us left. So that means that there's all these other levels that somewhere along the lines, these hundred runners that all wanted the same thing stopped running Breakdown. because it was bullshit. Okay, they had to deal with some shit. And so if you take it up to a million, 10 million, 20 million, 50 million, Guess you're going to be dealing with out of a, out of a thousand people, 
that started the race, you're going to be one. And the conversation, the amount of people that could have did it out of a thousand, it's probably a hundred at least that could have did it, that had the capability of doing it. Mm -hmm. The one that did it is the one that dealt with the most bullshit and didn't break. The one that put in the most work, the one that put a hundred thousand miles on their car, all the things that nobody sees. Mm -hmm. Well, I want to make this, but I don't want to put a hundred thousand miles in, a, in on my car in a year. Well, you don't get to have this. Uh, I want to make this, but I don't want to take the risk of putting up this much money in advance. As it, well, you don't get to you don't get to have this. You can't want to sit with the people that gave all, and you give some. You don't get to sit at the table with people that gave it all, no. and you gave some. You gave half. You don't get to give half and sit with the people that gave it all. What you're talking about is you want to sit with the people that gave it all. So you got to give it all. Well, I, I tell you like this, it's hard to follow up after that shit because you have me motivated. <laughs> truth. <laughs> hey, to me, right? Hey, because it's the fucking truth. And uh, as you were talking, I think I, I just, whatever you're going to say, back it up with, you know, I've seen this grease board, this whiteboard, mm -hmm. you know, since since we've been doing this in your 30s. I can, I can, you know, I can that, tie that, that into what I'm about board, to say. Bro, you live by that grease board, that yeah. whiteboard. A man without and, vision shall perish. And, and almost every single person that I know that does big business writes shit down. Yeah, well, I, I'll speak to two things, right? So I'm pretty sure everyone um, can feel everything you just said over the last 10 minutes. And as you were saying it, uh, I wanted to talk about it was the work that's the strategy, the actual work and the commitment and the sacrifice. And I know it's um, – beating everybody's head on every single platform but people receive it from people different i just heard all the passion in your voice because that passion only comes from learned experience come from experience right because that's how i talk to people when i get serious I try, i'm like real mellow but then when i get my mode you know so I, I get like that yeah because you put the work in and i just want to tell the listener um ass kisses is not a strategy right so i see so many come people on, bring it in. I, I see so many people try to make advancements on fuck it, I don't want to make the work happen. Someone just go ahead and kiss such and such as ass so I can be around the party or I can be around the show instead of positioning yourself to learn and contribute to what's actually going on. And it's only through contribution. It's only through added revenue. It's only through added value. It's only that door that you walk through that you have long-term success and long-term value to something because the ass kissing runs its course. It's only so much ass you can kiss and you can only be an entertainer for so long. It's just like a, a new record. A new record sounds found good. Found out at some point. It's going to the skill set that you needed to get when there. You get there. Ain't that ain't gonna, gonna be work. Able to hold you. Nah, that ain't gonna work. And um, and, and to the to the to the people who just even understand the whiteboard, right? So I started out when I was in prison, and we would have these um. And you know you got that deep voice. Oh. The white, the white board. He said white board, not the white boy. He said the white board. Oh, the white board. <laughs> yeah, so I started off in prison. I used to have these um, legal pads I would get from commissary. And um, when I was in a cell, I used to say to myself, I said, oh, man, you know, I only want to read from great people or from uh, world leaders because when I played football, I only studied from the greatest football player. So I said, hey, man, in life, like, life has to work like that. If you just read from great motherfuckers, you only learn how to do great shit. If you read from losers, you know how to do loser shit. I think it's that simple. You know, I think sometimes we overcomplicate stuff, but if you listen to a motherfucker who ain't got shit, you're not going to get shit. If you listen to a motherfucker who got something, you're going to get something. 
And I think you could just kind of line it up with every area in your life. And so when I was in prison, I used to always say to myself, I used to always talk about you need a GPS. You need like, you know, like GPSs were still new at that time when I went to prison. But you need like a path to basically get to where you want to get to. And I would start writing stuff down on uh, notepads in prison. And it would be amazing how I basically would start to knock out books. I would start to knock out responsibilities. I would start to monitor my workouts. You know, I would start to get in better shape. And once I was released from prison, like the world had hit me kind of fast. Like the world was just like something different. So about like in 2013, uh, I had got away from the habit because I didn't have pads and I wasn't sitting down. It was just a whole new routine. I started to get these like white dry erase boards. And so I would buy them. Like I would buy them off of online auctions or go to Staples or whatever it was. And I started to realize that you're literally the creator of your life and you can really draw and roadmap yourself to where you want to go. And I started to really believe in my mind. I said, man, if you can see this shit in your mind and you can write it down on the board and it makes sense to you and you get this feeling inside you that you can believe that it can happen, anything you put on that board can happen. And I know that sounds like very esoteric and very hocus pocus to people. The real ones know. But it's the truth. Everything that you have, like there's no, nobody has a monopoly on anything in life, right? Nobody. There's no monopoly on opportunity. There's no monopoly on anything. The ability to get into an industry, if you're committed to being the best, there's always room for you to occupy space if you're great at what you're doing. If you're a person who comes over from China and you do nails very well, I'm not like um, stereotyping, it just came to my mind. Like these people who are uh, these agents who come over, they come up and set up nail shops and they just do the great job. So everybody goes to them. You feel what I'm coming from? They do something better than the rest. Uh, a lot of Africans, Somali guys, they come to Columbus and they've occupied and dominated the, uh, the taxi industry because they service people and have more taxis and more places than everybody else. And so no matter where you at, literally your level of service allows you to make room for it. like like in the bible to say your, your your gift makes room for you you know what i'm saying and so having the ability and I, I lost track for a moment and i don't know where i started but i know where i'm gonna end that um literally understand like this understanding your gift and having the ability uh to work your ass off what we was talking about in the beginning because the, I, the grease board the grease board that's writing what we're talking it, writing about. it yeah. down letting it manifest yeah, yeah. having it having the ability and i'll say that having the ability to constantly Come back to something that you can see every day. And I, I, I give you my system on it, right? So I wake up every day, uh, sometimes, you know, 4.30, 4.15, 4.45, somewhere within there. The first thing I do is go downstairs, uh, whether I'm grabbing coffee or whether I'm grabbing some vitamin B pills or whatever, I hit the basement. And I just think it's a healthy practice to control where your attention is going. And so I sit in the room and I recreate it and I take a picture. Uh, I recreate it like my jail cell. So it's a part of my basement that's unfinished. And literally, that's how prison used to look. It used to be a concrete floor. I used to have a desk that I used to write on, and I used to write basically on pieces of paper and stick them up on the wall. And so for me, it reminds me when I was in that place where there was no entertainment, there was no computers, there was nothing but me, my thoughts, and just having the ability to be inspired by something that you write down. And that's very primitive, but I think that's some of the purest things that you can do to create. I think all human beings were made to create something, whether you create conversation, create happiness, create something that you can write something down that's so personal to you that it can create an energy inside of you that you can say, okay, let me go transfer this stuff either through conversation or even throughout through the world. And that's what I do with my ideas and everything that I have on that paper or everything I have on those boards on that wall, uh, it may not happen in the exact timeline I want to, 
but it happens and it unfolds and it happens before my life. And oftentimes before I reach my goals, I say, damn, why did I set my goals so short? You feel what I'm coming from? Because something that I started out looking at that was a big deal at once becomes something so small. You feel what I'm coming from? And I believe that we were all created to write our own lives. And I think that a person just doesn't spend the time with themselves to I agree. Create their lives and they spend time entertaining themselves and you're not living on purpose. You're just sounding like going through the motions, eating good food, entertaining yourself, have sex with a woman, you know, entertain yourself with some concerts. But to have intention and to have direction behind what you're doing, you will very seldom reach a place where you'll be having consistent anxiety or consistent failure because you know, the level of peace that you have when you're accomplishing or pursuing something that you are that's meaningful to you, you know, it just, I don't know, it just. I agree, huge. You, you feel I'm coming well, from? You, you mentioned, what time do you say you, you get up, usually? You get uh, up what time? 4.30, 4.30 is like 4.30. 30. So, 30. so has anyone ever asked you, how? How do you do that? Has anyone ever, um, I mean, people ask me all the time, how do you wake up so early in the morning? And, and so I, there's, a, there's a long and a short answer. So why don't we talk through that? Yeah, we can go ahead. The, the, the short answer is when the alarm clock goes off, I open my eyeballs. Yeah, like pretty this. much. Whoop, open them, open them up and get your ass to walk. Start rolling. That's how simple it is. <laughs> yeah. get, get around and get, get, get walking. And so this is a big part of the journey, I believe. I haven't met a ton of people that are successful that are sleeping till 10, 11 o'clock no. or, or even 8 o'clock. Entertainers. I have, I, I, People in the entertainment business yeah. that have to be up all night, mm -hmm. you know, DJs, you know, concerts, all type bars, of clubs, mm -hmm. you know, that that's a different, different game. But but business people that don't have to be entertainers. And, and I even feel I need to entertain at times. I have to entertain people and I try to keep that in the right early. position to where it's early to where it don't blow my daily routine, because I believe one of my true secrets to success is my morning routine. I don't have enough time to work out in the afternoon. No. You know, I can't work out at, at one o'clock in the afternoon. I don't have time. I, I feel like I'm taking time away from business when I could be serving people in business or I'm taking time away from my family that I'm already sacrificing mm -hmm. time away from. And so I feel comfortable taking care of me when they're sleeping. Mm -hmm. It's like, what, what, what am I missing? I sit here and look at you. You want me to just wake mm -hmm. up and look at you? And so while they're sleeping, I try to work on my shit. Mm -hmm. And if I, if I can't work on my shit, I can't work on your shit. No. Okay? Because the amount of things that I'm going to have to deal with, the amount of stress, you know, people want to make millions, but you understand millions come with millions of problems. You know, they, they say, you know, some people say, you know, money is power. You know, and there's, you know, I was listening to some Rick Ross and, you know, I don't take all that to heart. I don't think a hundred percent of that is true, but there is some truth in it. And I could give examples of people that I know that had money that broke the law and they never went to jail. And people I know that didn't have money that broke the law less and mm -hmm. they went to jail. So can't tell me sh that the shit don't matter because it does because I watched it. And, and, and so, you know, it, it, Rick Ross said, well, if, if, if power, you know, they say if money is power, then, then I got millions of power. You know, I was listening to him say that this morning. And so as I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about, you know, some of those things I'm thinking about, well, one of the keys to being able to even create that type of a, a, of a life has to go back to 
dealing with a lot of not only does does it equal power, but to get millions, you have to deal with a lot of problems. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's somewhat you have to be able to handle some shit that most people can't handle. So you can't want that and not handle that. And so what happens is those that this is why people start thinking, well, if you, in order to have a lot of money, you have to be a shitty, you know, I'm going to be a shitty dad or I'm going to I don't want to be cheating on my wife. And I, well, neither we ain't doing none of that. But in in order to live the life that you want to live and be successful, not only in business, but be successful as a person, as a dad, as a person of influence, as a, as a mentor, you have to be healthy yourself. Mm -hmm. because if you're going to have that much success, you're going to deal with a lot of stress. So you, now you have to choose where am I going to put the outlet? How do I handle that stress? Well, it's either going to be drinking, mm -hmm. drugging, doing some crazy sex, drinking, drugging, something, fucking or thugging. Something, something crazy, gambling for the outlet, or you're going to go ahead and put it towards something healthy. And so if you don't tend to that on the outside, you may look like you're successful, but sooner or later, there's going to be a train wreck in your life, and I don't want to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. And so you have to get up, I believe, in order to go up, you first got to get up. You got to get your ass up. And most of the most successful people that I know are up in the morning that are pursuing trying to be great in all areas of their life. How do you get up that early in the morning? Can you help people with how to do that you know if somebody yeah. struggles with that how do how do you do that how do you start that habit yeah i think i think first coming i think the first thing that uh that assists me in doing it and get and staying motivated or inspired to do it is to understand or it first happened to understanding what i wanted out of life i think that that uh assisted me you know fucking more than anything to just say hey you know what i'm trying to do uh is i, I call it making history in my own life and doing something magnificent. And I think the second part of that is uh, understanding that the attitude that um, that you apply or that you um, establish at the start of the day is the attitude that basically you carry what you sow. Set the tone. I think that there's a thought. The alarm clock goes off or you naturally wake up, your eyeballs flicker. The first conscious thought that you have for the day is like, fuck it, I don't want to do this, or okay, let's get this shit going. And I'm a huge believer in momentum. And I think that the I momentum agree. I um, agree. I agree. that you set, I agree. you just have to rev it up. Like you, you, you almost have to prime that energy and say, okay, get it up. Come on, let's work out. Let's get them teeth brushed. Let's get the face washed. Let's go ahead and get you in motion. Let's get you on the gym. Let's get this thing going. And now once you're in that spirit, everything that's for you comes to you. And now you're working and pushing your plan. And so I think the foundational part is like, you actually saying, what do I want out of my life? I think if we went out and we went to the public, we went to you know, Chick-fil-A down the street or to a local restaurant, and you ask people what it is that they really wanted, and then you ask them, you know, uh, what are you doing? The majority, of people, the majority of people wouldn't know what they wanted, and then those who did know what they do want, what they're doing right now wouldn't be leveraging Their them to get to that point. actions are not aligning with what it is no. that they say that they want. And so... You know, if, people people start saying, well, I, I don't, you know, they, I hate when people say I can't. I can't do it. What do you mean you can't do it? Yes, you can. As if they don't have a choice. Yeah, what do you mean you can't? I, I just can't do it. I just, I, I tried. I can't do it. Well, that's already a losing mentality mindset mm -hmm. right there. You're already showing mental weakness. Yes. To not, not what it takes to, to, to get to where you want to be. 
because if you got the juice, you believe I can do anything that I set my mind to. And so I think the real thing is how bad do you really want it and the discipline do you have to execute it? And so if you know it's good for your life, you know, so, so I know it's good for me to read. I know it's good for me to work on my spirit. I know it's good for me to exercise, but I just can't, I just can't do it. I'm not going to do it. That, that right there shows your level of commitment to the process that it takes in order to get you to the next level. So the, one of the tips that I give people is to work backwards. And so if you got to be up at four 30 and you need to at least average, you know, probably seven hours of sleep as much as you can. Is there days where I go five? Yeah. But I try to average seven. So if I'm going 4.30 and I rewind it back four and a half hours, that's midnight. If I need another two hours, I got to be sleeping by 10. Well, that means I got to be in bed by nine if I know it takes me an hour to get to, to, get to bed. Well, things that would stop me from doing that. Uh, taking pre-workout at four o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. Well, no wonder why your ass can't fall asleep at, at 10 o'clock. Drinking caffeine at three, four o'clock in the afternoon. No wonder why your ass can't sleep at nine, 10 o'clock. Uh, engaging in activities that are going to make your mind race too much at the, at the end of the day. Um, you know, like I'm not getting in text arguments and, you know, like big business the last hour before, before I go to bed. Uh, things that help me. One of the products that, that you and I have been, been working on is the CBD, you know, mm -hmm. helps me uh, go to sleep. Uh, uh, melatonin can help. Uh, magnesium, you know, can help. And so strategies of planning. And then, of course, there's going to be a transition of if your body is used to, you know, like when I go to Las Vegas, the first couple of days, I'm exhausted. You, can't, you know, mm -hmm. I, I can't get, get used to the time. But after a couple of days, I'm cool. I'm set on that on that schedule. And so I think people in the transition feel like, well, because the first week is shitty, it's always going to be shitty. And it's not. And so the, the, the first transition of if you used to going to bed at midnight, you need to take your ass to bed at nine. Yeah, it's going to be difficult you know, for you. Week. It's going to be a little yeah. bit more difficult for you. But you'll get through that process and it'll become the new normal. Well, well I, I get tired at nine. People say, well, I don't get tired at, at, at nine. Wake up with my ass for three days. You'll be tired at nine. Now, you, know, you know what happened? I, was just, I, I think you just kind of transitioned on, on accident. And what I really believe happens is that that, that mundane time of nine to 12 where they don't do anything, uh, front load that shit to the front of your day. You know what I'm saying? Because most people aren't doing shit from 9 to 12. They watching TV. They own, um, they own fucking social media. Or they fucking around. Most people. I won't say all people. Most people. But if you, if you, it, it takes a lot of fucking energy to live intentional. To actually put a schedule together it's that you follow. to be great. Bro, putting a schedule together of shit that you really want to accomplish, it takes a shit ton of work to do it every day. The architect. So by the every day you got to be in the drawing board. By the time True. I'm done with today, I tell you like this, I go through a decompression phase. Like when I'm driving home, I'm like so I'm I'm on my way up here, I'm text messaging, I'm emailing, I'm calling, I'm text messaging, I'm emailing, I'm calling. I get from here from from Pittsburgh to Youngstown, I'll be doing the same thing. Situation there, I get with the accountant now. That takes a whole lot of just focus work. I got to go through numbers with him for an hour. And this is at the back end of my day after doing this. And then I got to decompress to get home. And by the way, this is our 14-year anniversary, me and my woman, right? Today? Yeah, so then wow. we going out. You know what I'm saying? My daughter took off to Florida this morning. She go down there for for a week with her. So I'm, I, got, I have myself there. So just organizing your day, getting shit done and accomplished that you want to get accomplished. And if you're driving a plan, 
it takes a ton of fucking work. So all that, I'll stay up till midnight. No, focus and front load the front of your day. Get through, get busy. Your ass will naturally fall asleep. If you eat in the healthy foods, yeah. and, and, and the people that they don't, part of the process that I'm teaching people in business, I, I'm telling you when I talk about the coachability, when I start getting into the food nutrition, I already see people zone out. I'm like, man, you already yeah. missing. So I, I was with my goddaughter yesterday, Maya, which is my daughter now. I mean, I don't even like calling her my goddaughter anymore. The, we're up at four in the morning yesterday. And we went from the, the, the start of Inspire Mind Summer Youth Program in Youngstown to Trestle's house to, to spend some time in podcasts to meetings the whole way up on the phone, meetings all day. You know, hold the, by three, four o'clock in the afternoon, I catch her yawning. She done. And I'm like, I want you to look at this. I said, I'm just getting started. I said, look at Uncle Simon. I'm 35. I got 20 years on you. She's okay? done. Okay. I'm just getting in my zone. I'm she, doing this in the car. She, ah! And she's like, man, I said, now this is what I'm telling you. People can't keep up with my schedule to catch me. And the reason why is because vegetable juice, water. Got the energy. CBD, sleep, nutrition, health, staying on top of that. Uh, can't run. Can't run. Can't run long enough. You know uh, what I mean? In, in order to keep up. So I, I want to wish you a good time with Ashley uh, and, and salute to her for uh, for holding it down for 14 years through yeah. through every single phase of your life, which I can yeah. only imagine how difficult you I'm were to deal with. Um, Eddie and, Merlot, and, that's and what we call Eddie's. Eddie's. Yeah, and and um, man, put that Barry White, Luther Vandross voice to work, uh, brother. Man, if I had a voice like uh, you, man, I'd be, in, <laughs> I'd be in good shape. You got that, you got that, you got that deep, bulldog voice that that bull mastiff that uh rottweiler i got like a german shepherd you know what i mean not quite the no. little but i got the german man I, if i had a voice like you man my anniversary would would be what It'd i be hope right. yours is tonight no. so uh happy anniversary to you thanks for joining us on another episode of street sports and success let's get it